Interviews with consultants, for consultants, providing insights and keys to building a successful consulting practice. This is the Consulting Leverage Interview Series Podcast with James Considine. Okay, uh, this is James Considine with Consulting Leverage Interview Series. Uh, I'm here today with Julie Traxler and Corey Harris. Julie Traxler and Corey Harris, co-founders of SB Pace. Um, and we're going to be talking about a few things, not least of which their best-selling book, a course they have coming out, and some of their insight as to how they are able to grow their practice. So, um, Julie, why don't I turn it over to you first for a brief introduction, and then we'll I'll go to Corey. Great. Thanks, James. Thanks for having us today. Um, I, I will say that um, for my background, I have a deep background in uh, mergers and acquisitions and dealing with small businesses, which played really nicely into starting SV Pace. So um, I was primarily focused on the acquisition integration side of M&As, which meant that I spent a lot of time working um, end-to-end with small businesses and understanding how they function. And when COVID hit, there was a real need for um, additional support for small businesses. And Corey and I teamed up um, started by calling friends and family to see how we could help them, mm-hmm. um, how they were positioned. We both come from small business families and that just grew into a business that we started. Great. Great. And, and who, um, Corey, let me, let me give you a chance to introduce yourself and then I'll ask you a quick question about your Okay. Comments. Yeah. Please go ahead. Pretty simple. I, I uh, have a, a background in small business. I spent a long period of my life working in restaurants, owning restaurants, that type of stuff, left the restaurant world to um, get my weekends off, which was nice for a bit. Mm -hmm. And so I started working for some companies, did some consulting, did a lot of process work. So that's where I focus is kind of the back end, the process um, and do a lot of, I did a lot of work for um, like IT projects, just acting as a business advisor or, you know, the, the, um, person representing the business on technology implementations. And that's where Julie and I met was we were working on projects. And so it kind of worked out well in terms of our um, our skills where Julie does a lot of the front end, a lot of the planning, the communications, and that type of stuff. And then I, you know, kind of come in and do the, the training, the process documentation, implementation, all of that. Fantastic. So, so how, how would you describe kind of your ideal clients or your best clients to work with at this point? Our best clients to work with are clients who are open to receiving help. So uh, small business owners have a difficult time admitting that they need help um, and knowing when to actually pull the trigger on asking for help. And so mm-hmm having them ready to be able to accept help and understand that it's not, they don't need to know everything, be an expert in everything. Um, Definitely, um, I would say an ideal client for us or anybody who's a small business owner who is just completely overwhelmed and can't find any time in their day, that's, that's a really good sweet spot for us or people that are looking for a natural pivot where they're, they're struggling and can't quite figure out how to grow their revenue. Um, that's, that's an area that we excel in as well. Corey, anything else you'd add to that? Um, yeah, I mean, we're like, specifically, we work with a lot of startups. So people who have yet to open their doors, just getting them built up, getting the foundation set and everything that they need to, to be successful. And, um, also those people who have like 
like our sweet spot is really those like people have been open like three to five years. Right. So it's, you know, a side hustle that probably turned into a full-time business. And now they're just like, oh crap, what do I do? You know, mm. how do I grow? Like, you know, I need some help here. So that's, that's right. who we work with a lot. Okay. And is there like a particular kind of segment or sort of industry segment that you, that you gravitate towards, or is it really more just about the size and sort of life, life cycle part of the business that your clients are in? It's definitely more about the size and the life cycle. So we, we say we define small businesses, anybody that has a hundred employees or less, but the reality is that most of the small business owners we work with are like 20 employees or less. And we currently have, we're running a business essentials Academy, which really touches and emphasizes the piece that Corey just talked about, which is that foundation building a strong foundation. The entire Academy is built around that. And we literally have like 20 different industries represented inside of that Academy for the attendees. So it really doesn't matter what they're doing. It's just what, where they want to get to and how long they've been in business. Phenomenal. Yep. Makes sense. So um, how do you acquire most of your clients these days? Like what, what kind of um, methods or process do you find works well in terms of attracting new clients and, and developing those engagements? Well, client acquisition has been an interesting journey for us as well. I think when we started the business, we sort of thought if we build it, they will come, which we quickly learned out was not true. Learned was not true and has been really valuable for us in working with other clients and helping them um, understand how to acquire clients. So a, a lot of content, we create a ton of content. We have a podcast, we have the best-selling book out, we regularly publish blogs, and we do a lot of interacting on social media. And we also leverage our network really heavily. So people that we've worked with um, are very freely give referrals for us. Okay. Um, and it's being able to identify quickly ways that we can add value for people without charging them something, right? So being able to have either some process or something that we can hand over to them so they can quickly see like, oh, wow, these guys have, they know what they're doing and it's value add for them. And then they're likely to come back to us for help. Okay, great. So it sounds like a mix of tactics, you know, both the the sort of generating the inbound and then, you know, referral and so forth. Now, do you have um, any kind of uh, method or process that kind of facilitates referral generation or is it more kind of serendipitous or uh, as, for lack of a better word? It, it's, uh, there's a little bit of both. Uh, the, the networking is where we get probably 90% of our referrals. So it's, it's through friends, it's through colleagues, it's through people who we previously worked with. Um, and that I think is the most important part of, of especially what we do are just people in our industry and consulting, coaching, whatever that is, even though we hate both of those terms, but um, it, it's word of mouth because it's all about like what you deliver and how you deliver. So it's that value add that you have. And that's something that we we try to, we bring to the table every time that we, you know, we meet with somebody, even if it doesn't turn out to be a, a prospect, you know, somebody's like, oh, well, this isn't going to work out with us, but I know somebody hmm. you know, and it might be now, it might be six months from now, you know. Okay. And do you have um, any kind of method or system or process to kind of follow up and nurture folks that, that are kind of coming into your ecosystem, maybe not ready? yet or, or what have you to kind of cultivate that and, and grow those connections? We do. I will say we're not super efficient at it on a scale of one to 10. We're probably sitting at about a six and a half or a seven. 
um, in terms of nurturing. We um, definitely have the tools and systems set up to do it. Um, getting people into our CRM and then being able to communicate with them regularly through either promotions or things that we're doing. Um, but it's an area that we definitely need improvement on. And that's, that's really, that's one of my areas where it's like finding the hours in the day when mm -hmm. the other, there's two of us and getting everything done. That's, that's the area where we, where we need strong improvement for ourselves. Right. Well, I, I will tell you that a lot of folks I talk to um, are doing zero in terms of follow-up or any kind of nurturing. So, you know, give yourself some credit. I mean, the fact that you have a CRM and you're doing something in terms of follow-up is, is, uh, is not typical, I would say. Um, so, so I'm interested to hear kind of, uh, you know, a recent success story with one of your clients that really kind of jumps out at you as, a, you know, kind of a shining moment for you. Man, the... Though the one that I want to talk about, I, I can't even really call a success story because it hasn't happened yet, mm -hmm. but it's working with one particular client who's trying to get a, uh, a new product out and just seeing somebody grow from where they walked, they, they, you know, they walked, nobody walks into anybody's offices nowadays, but you know, they showed up and they, you know, they're like, I've got this idea. I've got, um, a certain skill, certain knowledge, whatever. And then like turning that into that, if we're lucky, we're looking to try and get their website launched in a pre-sale and everything done before the end of the year. So this has kind of turned into, I know nothing about business into, I might be making, you know, half a million dollars within the next month and a half. Wow. Um, so it's, it's again, cr kind of crossing our fingers because there's still some, some levers that need to be pulled in order for everything to make work make it work but like just kind of watching that like transition so quickly from you know somebody who was you know just kind of like clueless like hey i've got this idea to we're, we're about to go let's do it yeah and that particular client had sat on the idea for four years before finally reaching out and that's a that's a that's a true story of like the power of a network because he reached out to someone in his network and said hey do you know anyone who can help me with a business plan was all they wanted help with and that friend is a very good friend of Corey and mine and he said yeah I got two people for you and so we've been working with him since like July June or July mm -hmm. and um he refers everybody to us because he has learned so much and he's constantly surprised at the level of knowledge that it requires to really get a business successfully started. And it's been, it, I, I agree with Corey, it's been really fun to watch his progression of being a business owner. Mm, yeah, it sounds rewarding. Um, so, and it also sounds like, you know, you in your sort of bag of tricks, so to speak, it's fairly end to end where you're able to you know, really take a comprehensive view and, you know, cause la launching a product is, is a multidisciplinary thing to actually get it off and, and get it, you know, such that the, the customer experience is going to be just right and so on and so forth. So it sounds like you guys have a fairly broad mandate in terms of how you help clients. Sure. We're, we're experts in, in quite a few areas and we know enough to be dangerous in, in others, um, mm -hmm. but we're also more than happy to just say, Hey, you need to go, you need to go to somebody else. Like we, I, I'm, I can, I can give you the little bit I know about this, but you know, you need an actual expert to help you there. We're not that person. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I think that's uh, per, in my opinion, that's wise 
for both parties, right? Because uh, perhaps taking on a client that's not in my wheelhouse totally doesn't serve me and it doesn't serve them either. So I think it's a, it's a sign of maturity to, to kind of know when to say no and, and direct them to the right place, which, which is why I think knowing who your ideal clients are and really what your zone of genius is, is, is key. Um, what are some of the typical problems that you find that, um, you, I mean, are there typical problems or common problems that you see kind of across clients or, or are they all different? I think one of the things, and this is what we're, we're stressing with the academy that we've got going on and, and most of the work we do is that people, that they don't have a solid foundation. They're kind of holding everything together. Like, and that's just kind of the small business owner, you know, mantra is just like, I'll just make it work. I'll make it work. And, you know, like stopping to take the time to get the things done that are just going to make your life easier. Yeah. You know, and it's it, like the time management is a big one. I think uh, that I, we have the same problem. You know, it's, you know, you, you've got, you're wearing every hat. We understand, but how can we start taking some of those hats off? Right. Right. I would say another area that we commonly see, and I alluded to this earlier, is there's um, a lot of, for some reason, we have seemed to build a expectation around small business owners that they're supposed to know everything. And there's a lot of shame associated with not knowing everything. Mm. And that's especially true in the finance area. So we see it most commonly play out either in finance or time management where they don't even want to talk about it or they, they're, they're not sure how to fix it. And certainly on the finance front, people are embarrassed to, to admit that they don't know how to manage their finances or they don't understand even how much money they're making. And so helping people to kind of get over that shame and be able to talk about it has been a really big mission of ours because it's it's really hard to run a business if you don't have somebody helping you with finance. And if you don't know it and you're not asking for help, you're just asking for trouble. Mm. Yeah, that's a great point. So, so how do you kind of get people to the point where they can kind of feel comfortable with that? I mean, you know, I have a good friend who's uh, that works with small businesses and his, his, it's his view. It's, it's a little bit like, you know, if you're having the cleaning person come over, you want to kind of tidy up a little bit first before you let the cleaning person in because you don't want you don't want to actually let them to see you know in my case all the golden retriever hair all over the place you want to just tidy it up a little bit before you let someone come in to help do you find that that goes on with some of your clients and if so like how do you get them to the point where they're comfortable enough to kind of let you in well, I think the key there is the relationship piece of it, right? So, you know, there's that old saying of in marketing of no like trust before somebody's going to buy from you. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So we know that when we are potentially working with somebody, it's probably somewhere in the range of five to seven in-depth conversations before they're going to actually sign on as a client. And those in-depth conversations almost never have to do with business, right? It's phone mm -hmm. calls where you're just getting to know each other, sharing information, hearing stories about their weekend and like where they really know that you're invested in them. And it's, it's a relationship. It's a true, true relationship. And once they understand that they're, that there's this level of trust there and that they can, and they get comfortable sharing things, 
they'll share, right? We've never, I don't think we've ever had a client who won't, who hasn't given us access to their financials. And they're, when the first conversation, they're always a little bit, it's a, it's a little bit raw and uncomfortable, but um, Corey's masterful at being able to e explain to them that it's not uncommon for, for small business owners to not understand this area and that the faster we can get them to a point of understanding it, the better off they're going to be. Yeah. And that's, I mean, one of the things that I've, I've learned and just being able to explain that it's we're I'm not, I'm not going to steal anything from you. I, you know, your ideas are your ideas. Like, and I'm not going to make fun of you for your financial situation or, or whatever it happens to be. And it's funny, like just how quickly, like, I, I mean, we had somebody, they turned over their financials. And I'm like, whoa, whoa, whoa. You need to sign this NDA first, <laughs> which is for your benefit. I'm just, you know, like, but I appreciate the trust. Um, just saying, you know, let's get some paperwork done first. Yep. Yep. No, absolutely. Yeah. I think that there's a, there is definitely this notion that, well, I mean, people start businesses really out of their zone of genius and their passion. And, and there's a whole host of other things that you know well about running a business, whether it's a consulting firm or any other kind of business that are kind of well outside your original zone of genius. Right. And so, um, but they have to be done. And, and I think to your point, a lot of entrepreneurs and consultants I talk to basically perhaps hold on to some of those things longer than they should and don't recognize necessarily that kind of outsourcing or getting some help with those things sooner actually gives them more time to do what they really like to do. And uh, instead of, you know, pouring over courses and materials and trying to become experts in every aspect of running their business. So um, I, I just want to pivot quickly here because before we turned on the, the recorder, you mentioned that you have a course coming up, um, I believe at the end of this month on, around Black Friday time. Can you, say, can you say more about that and tell us what that's about? Yeah, we are doing a collaboration course with um, a marketing expert. So somebody who's an expert in particularly in the logo and um, branding area and the course, the collaboration course, it's a, I think there's going to be 12 videos in this series that um, focuses on side hustles. So people who have a side hustle and want to either grow that or are looking to make that side hustle their full-time hustle. This is a course that helps walk people through how to do that and gives them all the information that they need for the foundation and how to market it and what else are we covering in there, Corey? Yeah, I mean, it's it's just a lot of the high level stuff, like the points you need to hit. It's, you know, it's by no means like a, an end to end, like now I'm ready to open up a business, but it's, here's everything that you should probably look at. And here's some pointers on, you know, where you need to go. It's, it's going to be a, a fairly quick course um, in terms of, you know, what the content is, but it's enough to like, just get people thinking, because that's one of the problems that, you know, that we've, we've seen is again, like talking about, you know, building that foundation or whatever, you know, somebody goes into um, their business and they're like, oh, I didn't realize that I was going to have to, uh, um, you know, include payroll. You know, oh, I've got to find a payroll company now. It's, it's simple things like that, but it's for, for those people who are, are trying to get out of corporate and become their own company. Mm, gotcha. Yep. And if, and if folks uh, listening to the podcast uh, interview want to learn more about this course, how can they find out information about that? So we're going to start um, marketing it. Um, a, let me look at a calendar here. I apologize. I feel like I should know this date off the top of my head, but I do not. Um, they'll be able to start finding information on our website 
um, by the, the 18th, so a week from today, 18th of November, and it should be on sale by either the 23rd or the 25th of November. Okay, and just for everybody, your website is sbpace.com, right? Correct, Okay, yes. great, yep, so phenomenal. So I guess last question is, um, you know, it, for those who are listening who are kind of either trying to grow their business or getting into consulting or, or you know, or have been at it for a while, like, you know, what, what would be kind of your one or two key takeaways or key suggestions for folks to, to think about in terms of how to perhaps learn from your experience and, and, uh, and, and kind of get where they want to go faster? I think the most important one, and this is the one that I still have the hardest time with, don't be afraid to ask for help. Mm. Um, I'm a very stubborn individual and I like to, you know, do everything my, on, you know, on my own. Um, so that's one of the things that I always tell people and it's something that I have to constantly tell myself is that, and, and by asking for help, it's not necessarily having to hire somebody or whatever. It's, you know, ask a friend, ask a, you know, a coworker, whatever, just, you know, tell them what the problem is and just be open to whatever the suggestion is that they give you. Great. I would say find a way to add value, right? If you know your ideal customer and you know their pain points, it's really easy to have conversations with them and be able to offer them value in solutions that don't cost them a thing, but help them to build trust and know that you know what you're doing. So that's for me, for us, adding value quickly is a big winner in terms of client acquisition. Great. Great. Okay. No, I appreciate the, the insights there. And um, so again, uh, we've been talking to Julie Traxler and Corey Harris, both co-founders of SB Pace. And if you want to learn more information about them and their firm, you can look them up on LinkedIn or go to www.sbpace.com. Julie, Corey, thanks again for joining us on the interview today. Learned a lot and appreciate your insights. Thanks Thanks so much for having us. Okay. For more information, go to www.consultinglevers.com. This is the Consulting Leverage Interview Series Podcast with James Considine.